My name's Hermine Hartman, and this is Indigo Studio. And today, we're going to talk to women. We're going to talk to women about women, about women voting. 2020 is the 100th year of the 19th Amendment, a whole century. Can you imagine? That's the law that gave women the right to vote. And this year, we've got a woman to vote for. Kamala Harris is the vice president candidate with the Joe Biden campaign. Now, the women's vote, it's important. Women vote at a higher rate than men. The woman's vote in this very important election, maybe the most important of our lifetime, could be the deciding voice. White suburban women's vote, it's important. But the black urban woman's vote, it's important too. The southern vote's important. The northern vote's important. All votes are important. We're going to talk to some experts about voting this year. Our guest, Delmarie Cobb. She's a political strategist and consultant and the president of the Publicity Works. And Morgan Johnson, she's a filmmaker and founder of the online publication, The Tribe. So let's get on. Let's talk about it. So today we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about it from a black woman's perspective. My first guest is Del Marie Cobb, who's a political strategist and consultant of Publicity Works. Del, we say this often, but this time we really, it's true. And that is, this election is important, but this election really might be the most important in our lifetime. What's at stake in 2020 uh, presidential election? Well, that's funny because I have said that almost every election, but now, I mean, finally, it really is true. For real. That we, uh, you know, I mean, so much of, of our lives are being threatened mm-hmm. by this president uh, who's in office right now. And um, and it, when you look at the federal court just alone, he's appointed 200 conservative judges to the federal bench, and he's appointing them like 40 going north. And those are appointments that will be with us for decades. And so the fact that when you have African-Americans still not being enthusiastic about voting, this is not... You're not going to a concert. You don't have to be enthusiastic. Just go to the Just go vote. vote. Yes. I mean, it's a clear choice. The person who's currently in office, who absolutely has none of your self-interest at heart, and the person who might have your self-interest at heart, and if we continue to push him, he will have your self-interest at heart. I mean, to me, it's a clear, uh, when you're in the general you know, you have a choice. It's only two election. people in the general election. There are two people, the person who has your values and the person who doesn't have your values. So we saw something very different this time, the first time in any of our lives, and that is the conventions were virtual. They were like very well-planned TV shows, documentaries. You've attended those conventions. <laughs> what did you miss? What did you like? What's changed? What's the good, the bad, the ugly of the new way of doing conventions? Well, I've been to six presidential conventions. Six? Real ones. (laughs) Right, real presidential conventions. I was working most of them, and then I went to some as a delegate. And it's really the getting to see people. I mean, Mm -hmm. really, it is about seeing people and being with people and meeting people from other states. The socialization of it. Exactly. And the the business of the convention. Mm -hmm. That's really what goes on during the day is the business of the convention. And then in the evening, of course, you attend the the convention. So what did you think about your president's convention using the White House as his backdrop, as his prop? I mean, as a consultant who talks all the time to my (laughs) candidates about ethics... And, and, and I'm deaf when it comes to ethics. 
the idea that this president could hold any kind of political activity in front of the White House and use the White House as a prop and also use people when he came to the naturalization and of the immigrants the pardon. And, and the pardon and all of that, to use that in the White House and videotape it and then use it as part of your convention. And even uh, recently, he, he did something like that. And so he's going to continue to do this all the way through the campaign because in his mind, having that backdrop says, reinforces that I'm the president and you want to keep me here. Power, the real power. Morgan Johnson from the tribe, thank you so much for being with thank us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. You've done a wonderful new film, Unapologetic, and you talk about Black Lives Matter from a feminist viewpoint, a little politics. Tell us about that. Unapologetic is a film that follows two dynamic young women here in Chicago, um, Janae Bonsu of BYP 100, an organization that has been working towards black liberation here in this city, and Bella Boss, who calls herself a raptivist, which is a, a rapper and activist. Rapatist. <laughs> new <laughs> words. I love this era. We got all these new words. Okay. Um, and so she's one of, you know, every movement needs freedom songs, and she's one of those people writing um, the she's song. She's a rapatist doing the freedom song. Yes. It's not quite the same as We Shall Overcome. I bet it's different. It's, it sure is different. So tell us, this is one of the things I get confused on. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. How will they vote? Will they vote? What's, what's the urgence on Black Lives Matter voting? Um, it's hard to put everybody under one category because unlike pre previous movements, um, the movement for Black Lives doesn't have one singular leader um, and one singular singular like policy of like this is what we're going to do. I think that um, people understand, young people understand that this is a vote for survival and that we have someone in office who has who has inspired white terrorism. Um, and I think that although they're making their voices heard about how much they um, uh, w will hold Kamala and Joe Biden accountable, um, they are just trying to get that messaging out that you have to earn our vote, whether we're voting or not. Yeah. So voting or not. Yeah. There, I've heard some people say that they are going to vote third party. I've heard people say that they're not going to vote at all. Um, and, you know, it's hard to to explain. And I understand. I see your face right now. You've got to <laughs> I vote. I see your face. You, you, you but, cannot. you know, the thing is, we have to reach out to young people before election season. We have to be um, getting them involved in, in civics and teaching them that, you know, voting is a tool. It's not the end all be all. Um, but once we get that messaging through, then then maybe, uh, you know, they can understand. I look at voting as an act of protest because I am protesting the current, whatever the current administration is. That's why I'm voting. I'm either supporting you or I'm voting against you. But the other part of that is when you look at Wisconsin and how we lost Wisconsin, uh, Hillary Clinton lost Wisconsin by 23,000 votes. But Hillary Clinton didn't go to Wisconsin but, but either. Hold on, let me finish. All right. But Jill Stein got 21,000 votes. So those votes that went to Jill Stein that mm -hmm. were a waste, mm -hmm. they may have been making a statement, but they were a waste. And those were the votes that Hillary Clinton didn't get, whether right. she went there or not. And that's what we have to think about, is that we cannot throw our vote away just to make a point. We cannot burn down the House to make a point. And if you don't vote, it's a vote for You're burning Trump. down the House. You're burning down the House. <laughs>
And with that, burning down the house, we'll be right back. We're going to take a commercial break. Don't go away. People will always come and go in our lives, but we all know those few who never left. The partners who've always had you covered. That friend you consider the best because that's how they make you feel. At Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, we know what it means to be there, guiding you toward a healthier state of mind. Because the more we know as individuals, the healthier we all feel as a community. Through it all. Hey, 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 we're guests here. Close the door. It's probably why our energy bill is so much higher than yours. You know, ComEd makes it easy to save money and energy. Hey, look, we even got an instant rebate on the smart thermostat. And rebates on Energy Star appliances, like this refrigerator. And this washer-dryer combo. Close the door! Find even more rebates from the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program at comed.com slash rebates. State Black Chamber of Commerce urges you to vote no on the politician's tax hike amendment. Why? Because it would especially hurt women and minorities. The politician's tax hike amendment would immediately authorize an initial $3.4 billion tax hike, hurting thousands of small businesses at the worst possible time. Tens of thousands of jobs would be lost, jobs at hospitals, restaurants, and services that employ more women and minorities. And it wouldn't stop there. The day after the election, the politicians would have new power to hike taxes on anyone, including lower- and middle-income families. For our families and our communities, the politicians' tax hike amendment is a bad idea at the worst possible time. Please, join the Illinois State Black Chamber of Commerce and thousands of small businesses and vote no on the politicians' tax hike amendment. Paid for by the Coalition to Stop the Proposed Tax Hike Amendment. Closed captioning is sponsored by the Illinois State Lottery. So, Dale, the women's vote is a most important vote in this election. We see on uh, television as the analysis are being done, we see the white suburban woman's vote being talked about. How important is it? Well, the white woman's vote is important. Suburban vote. Suburban vote. It is important because that vote went with Donald Trump last time and did not go with Hillary Clinton. Why? And because, as I say, white women follow their husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they're in, That's how they've been trained. So because, what happens this year with the black woman's vote? Well, black women have been saving the party. I mean, we voted 94 percent for Hillary in 2016. And ever since 2008, we voted higher than any other identifiable group. Mm-hmm. And so we saved um, Doug Jones in Alabama. Uh, there had not been a Democratic senator to win Alabama in 25 years. Black women voted at 98 uh, percent. So when you look at the black women's vote, um, the Democratic Party would not be the Democratic Party 
or have the successes that it's having without us. That's why it's so important that black women determine the issues. We have got to stop letting white women dictate the narrative in terms of the issues that are affecting our communities. You think the black vote might be the determining factor? It's always, you cannot win. Democrats cannot win without the black vote. Okay. I don't care what level of government. Okay, so now Kanye West is a candidate via the Republican Party. As a third party candidate, the birthday party, is that right? He's running under the birthday party. So, you know, we've never heard of something like this before. Oh, well, we have a lot of stuff we haven't heard of before. So what <laughs> happened? the birthday party, yeah. So the birthday party, who votes for him? Um, I think we're at risk of young black men and maybe some young white men voting for him. We know that black women are lawyer, loyal. We hold down the Democratic Party. But in my circles, I, I'm hearing black men saying and, and black celebrities saying like Nick Cannon and people like that saying, you know, actually, I'm voting for Kanye. We need another black man. We can't trust Joe Biden. So it's the hip hop vote. It's the younger vote. But also, is it a throwaway vote? Um, you know, that is that is the thing. You know, it's a, it's a throwaway vote for some people. Um, but I think that there's a deeper issue of people looking at Joe Biden's past and saying that he's done very real harm to the black community. How so? Um, with the with the crime bill and, you know, helping towards, you know, incarcerating black men. So I think we need to listen to black men when they say this and they don't see that that issue has been resolved. And um, we want to see Joe Biden and Kamala talking specifically to that issue that is alienating young black men in this country. Right. So some of the alienation is with Kamala, with her uh, as, as she was U.S. as she was state's attorney. Yeah. You know, black men are rebelling and against that, that young too. people just translates to Kamala is a cop. And this is like an anti-police movement happening right now. So um, the representation of having a black woman, um, young people are kind of over that. They're saying we did that with Obama. We don't think he did a lot to help black people specifically. So we're going to need more. And that's why it's so important that black young black people are engaged. I mean, they have to be engaged and it can't be. And that's why I'm talking about when I say burning down the house, you cannot just make your statement on election day. And then I, and then I'm through with it. I've made my statement. And then all of us suffer for the next four years because you made a statement one time, because what's so important here is understanding that the, the Republican Party has put Kanye West into the race to peel off whatever black votes they can. They're looking at this as how many votes can I peel off? They're not looking at it as how many votes are going to turn out for me, how many black votes are going to turn out for me, but how many of black of the black vote can I peel off? And it also has not only is it how many I can peel off, it also speaks to gen- it's a generational vote. It is a generational vote, but that's why it's so important to understand when you're being used, you're being used by a Donald Trump to do exactly what he needs you to do so that he can win. And so we have to understand how, once again, the white man is using you to harm your own people. And so you're not making a statement in terms of I'm going to vote for Kanye, because even Kanye, I mean, let's be clear, Kanye is not pro-black. There's nothing pro-black about Kanye. I don't care if you get up there and talk about people. What are you doing on a regular basis that is advancing black people? All right, so lady, here's the ultimate question. 
who wins the 2020 presidential <laughs> campaign? Who's the next president of the United States? I really can't call it. I don't put nothing past white people <laughs> in this country. You I probably mean, don't put nothing I'll, past Trump. I don't put oh, anything absolutely. past Trump or that that this is even going to be a fair election. Um, so we're I don't I don't know what you're thinking about in terms of of educating people on voting, but I'm thinking you know ver- vote early in person if you can. Well, I, if you I, can't, I, drop your mail ballot let's, off. Let's you take know? a uh, let's take a uh, uh, a page from Trump's vote uh, Trump's page. Vote twice. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go away. <laughs> People will always come and go in our lives, but we all know those few who never left. The partners who've always had you covered. That friend you consider the best, because that's how they make you feel. At Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, we know what it means to be there, guiding you toward a healthier state of mind. Because the more we know as individuals, the healthier we all feel as a community. Through it all. Hey, 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 we're guests here. Close the door. It's probably why our energy bill is so much higher than yours. You know, ComEd makes it easy to save money and energy. Hey, look, we even got an instant rebate on the smart thermostat. And rebates on Energy Star appliances, like this refrigerator. And this washer-dryer combo. Close the door! Find even more rebates from the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program at comed.com slash rebates. Illinois State Black Chamber of Commerce urges you to vote no on the politician's tax hike amendment. Why? Because it would especially hurt women and minorities. The politician's tax hike amendment would immediately authorize an initial $3.4 billion tax hike, hurting thousands of small businesses at the worst possible time. Tens of thousands of jobs would be lost, jobs at hospitals, restaurants, and services that employ more women and minorities. And it wouldn't stop there. The day after the election, the politicians would have new power to hike taxes on anyone, including lower and middle income families. For our families and our communities, the politicians tax hike amendment is a bad idea at the worst possible time. Please join the Illinois State Black Chamber of Commerce and thousands of small businesses and vote no on the politicians tax hike amendment. Paid for by the coalition to stop the proposed tax hike amendment. Do you think Trump is trying to start a race war in America? He is trying to start a race war in America. What I makes mean, you think I that? think the ingredients are all there. I think people have been trying for years. French groups have been trying for years. But now the ingredients are all there. When you look at open carry, the fact that you can be on the street with a, an assault weapon, like you we can saw. be on the street with AR-15s. Mm-hmm. And so you got 17-year-olds who are deciding they're going to take the law into their hands and, and people are... are being revisionist in terms of the Second Amendment, and it means militia. And so I can just take get a, a group of my friends and we can go out and we can say we're going to protect people. And that is not what the Second Amendment is about. And so 
Donald Trump is adding fuel to the fire. He knows what he's doing. And that's why he's giving them all these codes, code words, dog whistles to stir them up. I mean, like the the election is rigged and this is a hoax and and the mail system, you can't trust it and vote twice just to make sure we test it and all those things. That's to stir people up and to say we won't even know who's the winner until maybe way until next year. You know, do you think uh, Cohen's new book? He suggested that Trump would start a war to maintain the presidency. Have you have you heard that? Yes. And the war is the race war. It's a race war. What's your thoughts on that? And does Black Lives Matter with the protesting? Are we playing into his hands? Hmm. Well, I think that a lot of young people of the movement for black lives will tell you that we're already in a race war. Hmm. When you think about, you know, just racism in this country, police brutality and the response to COVID-19 and who is losing and who is dying. It is black and brown people already. And they will say we're just not fighting back. So war is when there's two sides fighting. Um, but so far, it's been looking like the, the government has been just killing black people. So what about the Electoral College? I mean, we're talking about the race and we're talking about the popular vote for the most part. What happens with the Electoral College? We saw Hillary Clinton win by three million votes, but lost because of the Electoral College. What happens with the Electoral well, College? The Electoral issue? College is the Electoral College. Nothing's changed. I mean, we didn't take that four years and because we couldn't do anything over the last four years because we didn't have control of Congress. And so we, that is still in play. And that is why it's so important that we turn out overwhelmingly, because if we don't turn out overwhelmingly, just like you heard Hillary Clinton say the other day, she said to Joe Biden, if it's close, don't give in. You know, fight it to the to the death because you're going to have to fight it to the death um, because it, it may just be that close. Voting is just the first step. If you do not hold these people accountable once they get into office, you're not going to get anything. I mean, one of the things I talked about in 2016, how we found ourselves in the position we were is because Republicans vote every two years and Democrats vote every four years. And we finally woke up. Which is, and that's why in 2018, we were able to make so much, uh, take so much ground from the Republicans because we turned out and we voted in 2018 because Republicans were voting every two years, which is why they wound up getting all the governor's mansions, while they started getting all the state legislature, legislatures, and the reason they got the Senate and, and the uh, House of Representatives. So how does the pandemic play into this election? I mean, we are, we're in un charted territory in more ways than one right now. We've got protests in the streets. We've got uh, black men being shot by, killed by policemen, but we've got a pandemic. How does the pandemic play into 2020 presidential politics? Well, it plays in terms of seriousness, taking this seriously. I mean, we've got a president who is is downplaying the seriousness of this pandemic and working on a vaccine by election. Exactly. Day. And, and drink Clorox. And that and that'll get that'll get rid of it that tomorrow. Fix it. And so, you know, I mean, everything he's saying is he really could care less. I mean, it's like what uh, Michelle Obama said at the convention that he said. And that is it is what it is. People are dying. Oh, well. And we and the, the people who are dying look like us. And so it's not oh well. I mean, we have to address this. And that's the other reason why we got to get him out of office, because when you take when you sideline your experts 
and you become the expert and you know nothing about this. I mean, that is dangerous in and of itself. So when we're at a point as as a country where young men can go into schools and shoot up children and that doesn't move us on gun policy, that a pandemic really and people dying is just really not moving people's hearts and minds. It's really bizarre. And the whole world is looking at us and saying, this is supposed to be the greatest, most powerful, richest um, country in the world. I mean, this whole period in our history, I think, is really going to define us and be a, a huge turning point. So do you think with the Biden campaign, I see personality, I see empathy. There was a wonderful article in Wall Street Journal. Dear Biden, it's not about empathy. Where's your policy? Do you think we're seeing enough programmatic discussion from the Democrats as to what they will do and what program and what policy might look like? The problem with that is you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that Why? on television. Ah. And that's what we saw in 2016. It was all about the circus. Donald Trump was the clown and he provided the circus and the entertainment. And so Hillary Clinton was the only one talking about policy. She was the only one talking about creating jobs. She was the only one talking about black issues and nobody heard it. But so it's incumbent upon us to go to their websites, to do our research, to read as much as we can. And we do this. And, and I always talk about the, the Internet. We spend so much time on the Internet looking up stuff that doesn't even mean anything and no time looking up information that's going to affect our lives. But newsrooms, we definitely have a choice whether we're going to um, set a standard or follow the trending topics. And I'm grateful to have started the tribe where we decided from the beginning that we're not going to follow the trends, that we're going to look around our communities and see what narratives are missing and what narratives are needed to help advance our people. And that's why black media are so important. I mean, and that's why we cannot allow black media to just go by the wayside and disappear uh, because we cannot have other people telling our stories. We need to tell our stories. I always say it's called history for a reason because it's his story. And so we have to tell our own story. And in my story, I'm the hero. You're not the hero. Absolutely. Depends on who has the pen. But now in this social Indigo. media age, we can know what's going on all over the world just based on looking at Twitter, you know? So it's 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 a new era and um, anybody can be a journalist and can break a story. So I say now everybody's a journalist, everybody's a photographer, everybody can can do film. And I go back to my original mantra with Indigo. We are here to tell stories untold, mistold, and need to be retold. So we got to vote. You got to get that message out. And, we, and everybody's got to vote. Do you really think that a vote for Kanye West, we got to make people understand that's a vote against. Yeah, I try not to even elevate Kanye too much. I, no, I agree with know, that. Because but he is on the ballot in some so, places some and states. it might pull enough votes. To make a difference. And we got to make a difference this time. Yeah, there's no path to victory for Kanye West. So people have to really <laughs> interrogate themselves if that's where they're putting Say their Say that vote. again. There's no path to victory for Kanye West. Okay, it's a, it's a joke. And on that note, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for the tribe. Thank you for your good work. Thank you for new media. And Dale, always thank you for your in-depth insight and for just we all got to work so hard. And this year, I think we all better realize the black vote's important, 
but it is going to probably be the black woman's vote that makes the decision, make the deciding factor. And um, be woke. This is Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio. Thank you, ladies. I feel like you do. I am so, where do they find these people? That's what I want to know. You know, where was, do they find these people to put up? I'm a professor of this, I'm a professor. Damn it, you ain't been in one march. You ain't read, you, you ain't participated in one campaign and you on here as an expert. I, I just, ooh. Exactly. And then the other up. part of that, these white folks hijacking the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, going to restaurants and demanding that white people sit up there and give you the black power sign. Normal. What Beat the hell book. do I care if you give me the black power sign? I don't care nothing about that. And that becomes news and that becomes anti what we're trying to achieve. Again. The same way with uh, tearing down these statues. Colum- Christopher Columbus could be up there forever. I don't give a damn. I only care about structural racism. There's with structural so racism. reporting on the actual demands of the movement. Right. If they only exactly. want to report the clashes, you know, they leave when the march is peaceful. For white people, this is low-hanging fruit. This makes them feel good, warm and fuzzy. I don't need you. Don't you cannot drive this 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 movement. Mm-hmm. Black people have to drive this That's movement. Right. The Illinois State Black Chamber of Commerce urges you to vote no on the politicians tax hike amendment. Why? Because it would especially hurt women and minorities. The politicians tax hike amendment would immediately authorize an initial 3.4 billion dollar tax hike, hurting thousands of small businesses at the worst possible time. Tens of thousands of jobs would be lost, jobs at hospitals, restaurants, and services that employ more women and minorities. And it wouldn't stop there. The day after the election, the politicians would have new power to hike taxes on anyone, including lower and middle income families. For our families and our communities, the politicians tax hike amendment is a bad idea at the worst possible time. Please join the Illinois State Black Chamber of Commerce and thousands of small businesses and vote no on the politicians' tax hike amendment. Paid for by the Coalition to Stop the Proposed Tax Hike Amendment. 